Often in our 20s, we feel a pressure to start to specialize, to invest our efforts into one or two skills or things we want to develop. In today's conversation with Anda, an alternative approach to life is discussed. What if instead of starting to settle, we spend the time to explore ideas and possibilities of life? Using her experiences as an entrepreneur as examples, Anda talks to us about the upsides of risk-taking in our 20s. Can we just start with you introducing yourself? Like how, like very generally, oh, like your name? <laughs> yeah. How would you describe yourself to people? Oh my god. I don't know. Okay, no um, stress. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the hardest question for me. Like, mm. Say something about yourself. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm. I guess I'm under. I'm 25. I do social media marketing on Instagram, and I run my own business. <laughs> it's nice. as simple as that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like everyone wants to see. Like, I run my own business. Yeah. Like, even me, but not yet. <laughs> Soon you get there. Um, we we shall see. <laughs> you built your company, okay? <laughs> But yeah, I feel like going through your um, Instagram, I feel like you do a lot of things, you know. Yeah. Um, you're like financial advisor, yeah. you have your own company, you do makeup. Um, do you feel like everything just adds on to your brand? Because like what exactly are you? Or okay. do you think you're everything? I feel like I'm too young to be doing one thing. Mm. It's something that's been instilled in me. When I was in poly, I had 11 CCAs. I just just didn't want to know. I just didn't know what I like. Like, how can I say I like this if I've never tried it? Yeah. Or what if I like something but I've never given it a chance? So, Mm. I've always lived life on a what if and I have to do it. Nice. This applies to relationships, to everything. Like, giving second chances, there's this what if I never gave him a second chance. So, I will give him a second chance and if he messes up, that what if is cleared, I can move on. That's how I live my life. I don't let myself question myself in the future. I feel like if you don't try, you live life in regret and I'm just not that kind of person. Wow. Yeah, so like right now, a lot of people are telling me you're starting too many things, you're doing too many things. I'm like, if I start 10 things and I fail all 10 things in the next five years, I will only be 30. Mm-hmm. People finish NS, graduate school, start their life at 30. I'm on the same track as them. I lost nothing. Mm-hmm. But I gain um, knowledge and experience in what I could and could not do or what I can do better. So that's how I view it. Like every time I start something, I'm never worried about money or whatever. It's more about what do I want to do for the rest of my life? Mm. What do I feel contented doing? Yeah. And I feel like we're so young. Like for you guys, you think starting a podcast might be great. But once you start a podcast, you want to venture to other things. Mm. But you don't want to let that podcast go. So you don't try that thing. Mm. Which I think a lot of people does that. They stick to one thing that's stable, that's getting them income. Mm. And they don't explore. But they never know that the thing they explore could be the next big thing. Mm. That's why a lot of people don't realise it or they actually make it only when they're 40 or 60 mm. because they are so tired of living that mundane life that they decided to explore out mm. and they're like, man, I should have done this in my 20s. You know? Yeah. Have you considered being a motivational speaker? Yeah. It's yeah. working right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm doing <laughs> You should start like, uh, advice with Anda or something. Exactly. Because yeah, like, it's it was, like amazing. Not, not to be... Because comp- I also don't believe in competition. I'm mm. that kind of person. I always feel like there's enough things for everyone to do in this world. Mm. So I actually wanted to start my own podcast mm. in giving advice to never settle for your life. Like that was my whole 
you should um, do genre it. because I feel yeah. like people settle for their life and it irks me. Oh yeah, you know I get it. I you get live it. and you die. Okay, some people they just like the nine to five job. That then that's on them. Nothing yeah. against them. Yeah. But it's those people who want to want to fight and want to do more. Yeah. But they don't know how because they're surrounded by people who keep telling them in this Asian country, mm. just study, mm. work nine to five, CPF, all this. I feel like you're not educated enough to know that CPF might not be the next best thing. Mm. You know, sometimes starting your own investment could be better, but nobody did it. Nobody tell you that that was great. The rich don't share their secrets. So you're just there living a life where, okay, I cannot take risks because it might affect everything else in my life. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, but to be honest, like that was also what frustrated me. Like, yeah. be- and that was sort of what helped us... <laughs> Think about, like, we, we need to create this because I was around people who just wanted to get a job. Yeah. Then I was like, what, what kind of job do you want? Like, how do you decide what kind of job do you want? Like, how do you decide yeah. what kind of person you want to be? But I don't know, people sort of label that as overthinking, especially at that point, yeah. you know? But I think it's important to just think about what you want You to should do. overthink. It's your life. <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you not thinking for yourself? Right, yeah. right. But I love that approach, to be honest. And you're selling it to me very well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think that people do need to take risks to understand themselves better. Yeah. Which I, I think people don't do enough. It's yeah, like when I... Really. Like recently, I'm starting my own studio. Mm. And what I wanted was to get a tenant to move in with me. But mm. then I wanted to scrap the idea because I realised that it'll be more fun to open up a hangout studio mm. where I can meet different people and all that. And my parents were like, stop taking risk. You keep taking risk, risk after risk. And I'm like... My whole life is a risk, literally. I take my boyfriend's bike every day. Mm-hmm. I can die, but I want to die knowing I'm excited for something. You know what I mean? Not mm-hmm. like, oh, this is my life. Okay, now what? Mm-hmm. I'm too young to be okay, now what? Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? I feel like if I have the energy and I have time and I can do something, I will. And now I'm sharing like burden because there's so many things in life that I want to try. I don't do it myself. So what I do is I pair up with people. Like, my boyfriend wants to start a space with me. So, I'll be like, okay, then you co-own this with me. I'm starting a makeup school with my best friend who does makeup as well. So, I'm like, I'm co-owning with people. I feel like a lot of people are so afraid of sharing, Mm. um, what is that called? Uh, Like, experiences. They're scared of sharing because it's competition. Mm. But I feel like if you view life as a competition, then you lost. Because if you were to fight with people that are in the world, you're really nothing. Yeah. You're so small, you know? So yeah. I don't know why you view anybody as a competition. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I really feel like I'm going to start crying. I'm going to cry. What are you doing, Anda? It's like so... It feels so real. Like the way you're... Like, because it's like so straightforward the way you're saying yeah. all this. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, like why am I... Why am I like not trying new things? Like why am I like restricting myself? Yeah. It really is... <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm having like a reality check here. <laughs> it makes you think about some stuff, huh? It really does. <laughs> yeah, but I think you brought up um, a very good point where, you know, we, we should strive to be a win-win, to always get into a win-win situation yeah. when people always want like, oh, win-lose because I want to be better than someone else. Yeah. But yeah. why can't both of you win? Yeah. Yeah. And then that really creates a, a better space for everyone to live in, right? Yeah. When you don't feel jealousy, yeah, so we should be striving to do that. Yes. <laughs> on Definitely. Anna's Instagram, actually, she, when she first started Wear Bumps, right, she actually shared, like, on how to use Canva, like, properly. Yeah. And, like, um, how, like, what's easier, like, how's it easier to uh, pack orders and stuff like yeah. that, right? I feel so, like it's because 
a lot of people when they start businesses, mm-hmm. um, people follow them to get inspired, but they get inspired by nothing. Mm-hmm. Because all these business people, they just show them, oh, these are my orders. Oh, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. And you want to inspire, but you don't feed knowledge, then what are you doing? You're just showing off. Mm-hmm. And I tell myself that I have an influence. I cannot influence the world to be a better place, I guess. I cannot influence the main things. But what I can influence is people to live their lives with no regrets, you know. So I always feel like a lot of people come to me, oh, I want to start a business. I want to get my family out of debt, all this. Then it makes me feel like I have a responsibility to actually guide and teach. Mm -hmm. I don't share, of course, everything, but I share to the best of my abilities. And you have to take it from there Mm -hmm. and then um, do it yourself. Like what I do is while I'm packing, I listen to podcasts, I listen to YouTube, I listen to rich people talk. I don't listen to songs unless I'm sad and I want to cry. <laughs> I'm that kind of person. Okay. If you ever ask me newer songs, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Until I want to cry, then I will know the latest sad songs. Mm-hmm. I'm that kind of person. So I'm always learning from them and I'm always writing, mm-hmm. taking down notes. So this is what I will share mm-hmm. with people that I that actually come to me. I'm the kind of person that if you come to me, I will never be selfish in my knowledge. But if you don't come to me, I don't know what you want to know. Yeah, It's that kind of thing. Yeah. So I feel like... Um, I don't know whether I'm already labeled boss lady or entrepreneur yet, but I feel like as I'm building, people want to build with me and learn with me. Yeah. So I feel like now's the best time to actually teach because now I'm a small business owner. When will I ever get to be a small business owner again? Mm-hmm. You know, once I become bigger, I might not even touch my orders. I might not even pack them. Yeah. I cannot slip in a surprise or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people will be like, oh, I want to be a big business owner. I'm like, yeah, but you will, like you can never be a small business owner again. You will lose that touch, you know. And I feel that, enjoy this moment. Like a lot of people tell me, don't pack your orders yourself. Get a fulfillment company. And I'm like, but if I don't do this now, when will I ever experience this? Yeah. You know, and I feel like I have to experience this to know what's better for my consumers. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I'm just doing everything like technically, mm-hmm. then I'm just another brand. And I don't want to be that. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I, I need to get my hands dirty sometimes. Yeah. So that I know how to improve. Mm. Yeah. To really know the process yeah. so that yeah. you know what's going on and you know how to troubleshoot. I yes, guess. yeah. <laughs> it's stressful, but you become smarter. Yeah. At the end of it, you get yeah. stronger. And you get stronger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the process of getting there though? I were you always like this? Uh what was it like when you were just starting out? Okay, so I was in a toxic relationship last two years. Okay. Um, so what I did most of the time was this guy just spent my money. Mm. Okay, I work so hard. I'm the kind of person that I always work hard because I'm always thinking, what if my parents need money one day? So I'm always just working. And then when I broke up with this guy because self-love, <laughs> right? So I left. I realized that I'm earning so much money. That's when I actually realized that, oh my God, I'm earning so much money. But why don't I see it, you know? And right. then that's when I realized, oh, because... It's the guy. And then now that I'm earning so much money, how do I make sure this money is being put to good use and I'm actually doing something with my life that I can mm. multiply it? And that's when... Okay, I'm, I'm the kind of person that if I talk to you, mm. I will do it. Mm. I'm not the kind that give you ideas and tell you what I'm going to do and never do. Mm. I'm the kind of person that if today I tell you, oh my God, I should start a podcast... Mm. Later, you will see me post about my podcast. <laughs> okay, I'll check later. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm that quick, you know. Uh-huh. So, once I get get it confirmed in my head, this is what I want to do, I'm very quick. So, that's why I was like, you know what? I've been wanting to do this um, business for so long. Mm-hmm. And this is what my specialty is in. So, I'm just going to do it. So, I posted it. So, I cannot back away. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, Sometimes, yeah. you got to give yourself that push. Yeah. So, that people will question you when you stop. Mm-hmm. So, it's that push that, shit, I really posted yeah, it. Yeah. No backing away now. Makes you, know, you accountable, accountable for it. Yeah, you have yeah. to be accountable for it already. So, 
Um, I guess that's how it is. Along the way, it was difficult because I had to learn everything myself. Mm. But then that's when I learned from people who were willing to share. Mm. So I did reach out to a few of my business owner's friend who had the same mindset as me where... Um, how was Rizeki in English? You, you were blessed with... Bl- uh, blessings, blessings, maybe. Okay. Blessings <laughs> are meant to be shared. So they had that same mindset. So they actually shared with me a lot. That helped me kickstart my journey. Mm. Yeah, but it's difficult because you always want to go do so much yeah. but you always have to remember one step at a time mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 i also want to know like since you are doing so many so many things at once how do you like take time for yourself <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my number one question because i i don't realize that i don't rest i don't realize until one day i'm just like i'm so tired then I'm like, what am I doing today? Then I'm like, oh my god, I'm just going to cancel everything today. Yeah, but then I don't like resting because after I rest, I become lazy. So mm. what I do is I actually enjoy what I do. So it's not work to me. Mm. You know, like meeting my clients for insurance. Mm. I like it. Uh, like going to office for wear bumps. I like it doing makeup. I like it. So I do it in my own time, Uh, my own schedule. So I guess I'm okay because I'm the kind of person that I wake up at 7.30 usually. Unless I play nights, right? And then my day ends at 4. And then it continues at 6. So I have time to like nap and wake up again. I'm not productive at 4. At 4, I'm going to (laughs) sleep. If you talk to me at 4, I'll be like, huh? (laughs) It's like my brain goes in a rewiring system at Mm 4. Yeah, so I feel like... But it's not a good thing. Taking time for yourself is very important. So what I'm I'm trying to do is I try to book staycations Mm -hmm. in advance. So maybe every month, once a month or once every two months... I will make sure I go staycation and I make sure my boyfriend or my friend tells like takes away my laptop <laughs> and I only bring my um personal phone and not my work phone. Because mm. once I touch my work phone, it never ends. There's always something to edit. There's always something to do. Mm. Yeah. Um, how do you, I don't know, cope with so much? What's the process like? Because I'm sure that at, at the start, yeah. it could be overwhelming, right? But then... I think that's also like a problem that people have sometimes. Like they want to do so many things, yeah. but they don't know how to take the small steps. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like when it comes to that, that happened to me. Mm. Like, okay, what do I want to do? How do I want to do shipping? How do I want to do this? What do I want to sell? How many designs at first? Because there's so many things, right? Yeah. I write it down. Mm. I Like I always listen to business people talking. They say try everything, but try everything one at a time. Mm. You know, focus on it. Like, give your 100% to the point it doesn't need your 100% anymore. Mm. So when I try something new, I'm fully invested in it. Everything I do revolves around it. Mm. And then I write everything down. So let's say I have uh, 20 things to do. So I'll go to my friends and I'll be like, I have so many things to do. I don't know where to start. I don't even know what to do. So I will just sit in my room and not do anything. I will just be like, E. <laughs> There's so many things to do. So I'll be like, E. I don't want. I don't want to touch anything. I, I give up. You know, like I give up. I don't want to touch anything. Then after that, I'm like, to do then it's just in my head so many things, so many things right. so I will take a paper and then I will start writing down what do I need to do and then I will start thinking I tell myself as long as I don't finish this thing I don't do this I don't even multitask I tell mm. myself no one at a time because if I rush it's not going to be nice mm. yeah I tell you writing helps so much mm-hmm. I think yeah. that Liana knows she has like lists like lists yeah. on lists on lists <laughs> <I do>. yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I'm also I, I prefer to be organized and sometimes mm-hmm. I just don't know what I need to do, right? So, like, yeah. writing it down really helps me just understand that, okay, this is what I need to do. Yeah. And I think, do you understand Tim Ferriss? I think it's Tim Ferriss, but they they encourage that you write action plans. So, it's not like, 
oh, read book. It's like, read 25 pages of a book. Oh, yeah. You know, something that's more concrete so that mm. you know what you need to finish. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm a list girl as well. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I believe in a good mindset more mm. than actually doing, a, like, the work. So mm. I believe that every day when I wake up, I gotta be fresh. Mm. You know, so... It took a toll on me where I had to remove a lot of negativity in my life. Not just people, but negative sounds, negative energy. Meaning that if I wake up to my phone and I see something that bothers me, I'm very petty, mm. you know, and I'm petty to my friends. Like, I, I'm petty, but I won't post it online. So what I would do is I would text like my friends and I'll be like, I'm so angry. Why are people thinking this way in the world, you know? And then, like, and then I realized that why am I letting this affect me? Yeah. You know, so I, I take away negative things one at a time. So when I wake up, I have a fresh mindset. Every day, I tell myself, complete three things. Mm. That's not a lot, but that's three things more than I would have done if I'm stressed. Yeah. Mm. So I think really just, if your list is very long, just do three things at a time. You have so many days, do it slowly. I guess a lot of people like, oh, when they want to start a business, they rush so much. They're like, okay, this is the timeline I have to start. Why are you rushing? What is the price? Mm. There is nothing at the finish line. It's just more and more and more things for you to do. Yeah. You know, so when I started my business, it was in June, but I launched it in September. So that was three months later. And I had three months to like really think what I want to do, how much to price, to do this, to do that. And I feel like that's what I tell a lot of people. When you want to start something, start the Instagram page. But don't do anything for the next two to three months. Mm. That two to three months is for you to focus for the rest of the one year that you're going to start that business. Mm. You know, a lot of people just rush into it. Oh, let's just try this. Let's just pre-order this, pre-order that. No, then you're just going to go haywire and out of control. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I'm just getting like business ideas. Yeah. <laughs> business <laughs> advice. Say, sorry. <laughs> no, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good thing. Um, do you consider yourself just someone on Instagram or do you want to do like YouTube in the future? Okay, so I don't like the stigma of just someone on Instagram. Actually, mm -hmm. I don't mind being called an influencer. I feel mm -hmm. like that is my job. Mm -hmm. But the negativity of other influencers who don't do it right mm -hmm. actually caused a a negative stereotype to this whole influencer thing where mm -hmm. people like roll their eyes when you mm -hmm. say what you do and they categorize you in a or she just posts like pretty face posts with items and it sells and mm -hmm. I feel like if you label me as that then that's on you mm -hmm. that doesn't define me and what I do mm -hmm. you know so I, I'm not really bothered by people because I'm still getting paid for what I do I'm getting paid for doing what I love mm -hmm. you cannot fight that mm -hmm. you know Nothing will get into my head if you talk shit about my work because mm -hmm. I'm being paid for doing what I love. Yeah. So, I feel like I win. At the end of the day, you want to talk <laughs> shit, but I'm winning here. You know, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So, um, I just feel like I want to start YouTube, but not because, um, like, oh, I want to explore into YouTube. But when I start YouTube, right, it has to be more technical. For example, like, on Instagram, it's quick, quick tutorials. Mm. So on YouTube, I'm actually a vlogger. I love vlogging. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I felt like I wanted to show more about my life and make people understand. Because people judge what they don't understand. People yeah. fear what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. So they get very intimidated. So I feel like if I show them a day in my life, they will really cut you some slack. They'll yeah. be like, oh, I never knew your life was so hard. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, you never know that you can still say your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> It's just social media has changed the world. Like I was talking about it last night to my friends. If you see me in public wearing a dress that you don't like, 
will you come up to me and say, hi, I do not like your dress. <laughs> you will not. Because I will look no. at you and I'll be like, and? You know? <laughs> but in social media, it has made you so comfortable to right. tell me, hi, I don't like your dress. And you expect me to actually react on that. You expect me to give you a, yeah. Okay, you want me to take it off? <laughs> you know, you know, sometimes you even expect me to apologize for wearing that dress in your sight. Mm. So that is the comfort that social media has given all these crazy people, and I felt that oh my god, it's so crazy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to know, like, how how do you decide like what you want to show on social media and what you don't want to show? Because you seem like such an open person. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think honestly, I feel like some people are scared. Um, like I think I would be scared to like put stuff out and then like get criticized for it. But you, you have like a system to deal with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so how do you? So I, are, are you just like you know whatever I want to show, I'll just show it. Um, it really depends. I'm a very open person because I don't know how to be an influencer. You get what I mean? Like I'm a normal girl. My friends. I'm sure Sophie knows. I don't have any popular friends. My friends are normal people. I post what they post. But why when I post, it becomes a problem, you know? So it's like if my friend posts that she wants to go to night safari or eat this place, maybe a non-halal place, she will post. And why when I post, I will get like, hey, what you eat here? Then I'm like, shut up. I'm just like, shut up. Like, if you don't want to eat, then don't eat. Nobody is asking you to do it. And I feel like I've all created that character where I'm just like, shut up. You know, people, they don't really ask me. They, they kind of know. And I being myself made me grow a follower base that is like me. Hmm. I feel like my followers are, are also very petty people. <laughs> like, they will stand up for me or for irritating people. Yeah. I feel like it's because as an influencer, a yeah. lot of people are like, oh, you have to be posting something relevant to the world every day. You have to be doing something nice every day. You have to promote something every day. Why? Why can't I just post my cat? I'm a person. Yeah, exactly. My job doesn't define me. Mm. If you are a doctor, when you go and eat, do people run to you for CPR? No? Do people go to you and be like, Hi, uh, are you going to share any medicine? Right. You're going to let him live after his working hours. Why can't I live after my working hours? You know, it's like when I want to share a makeup brand, I will. When I don't want to, I won't. So I feel like I'm very stubborn with myself. Like, I keep telling myself, I do not owe anyone a living. Mm. Whatever they think of me, that is on them. Yeah. If they want to create this whole crazy... I feel like a lot of people have tried to mm. start things about me. But it has never been successful. Because... Huh? I'm very transparent, you know? Yeah, I would just I post, I would help them out. I'll be like, you want to say this about me? Let me help you out. I'll get the word out. And then you would just see people be like, this girl obviously doesn't follow you. And I'm like, right? So yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Um, this mindset that you have that, you know, you're, you're taking out all the negative things in your yeah. uh, in your life. How did that happen? It or took a lot. It took a lot. It I, took I'm a sure lot. because I, I feel like I had problems with that when I was yeah. growing up because like there's a lot of voices in my head it's like you're not good enough you're, you're yeah. ugly and blah 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 but I feel like slowly I'm trying to learn to manage my thoughts better but how do you do that? Um, okay I don't think my family will ever listen to this but my most negative thing about me is my family mm. they are the ones that criticised me from I was old enough to think mm. so my whole life I hated myself mm. hated how I look felt like I was not good enough. Mm -hmm. To the point one day, I was like, but why? Like, that's why when people make fun of me outside, it's it doesn't hurt as much because I've already been killed at home, you know? Yeah. So I felt like this was like, I felt like 
is this really going to be my life? And then that's when I kept listening to people and like I kept surrounding myself with positive people. Yeah. But I'm just so negative. Mm. I was so negative to the point I threw away all my friends. Like there was this point in my life where I'm just alone. And I got into toxic relationships because I didn't have a safe space to leave. Yeah. Like when I left, my family was not supportive and I felt alone. So I went back to an abusive relationship. You know, because you feel like at least my abuser cares. You know, it's that. And that's when I realized... WTF, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, what's going to happen to me? And I, and that's when I realized that I'm going to be a mom one day and I'm going to have a daughter one day. If I don't change my life today, I'm going to start a cycle. People yeah. don't realize this, but if you don't change your life, you're going to live your life in a cycle, the next cycle and cycle. It and your, it will pass to the grandchild, to everything. So mm-hmm. unless you take a step out. And that's what I did. I rented my own space. It's also for me to move out because I feel like I cannot change who you are, but I can change how often I see you. Mm. Yeah. And so that's what I did. I mean, um, I feel like my parents are fine. It's just um, living with um, a certain person. I don't want to really say who. Yeah. yeah, so I felt like um, she was very, very negative And I just... Until now, it doesn't end. But how I view it was different already. Mm. So when she talks, all I think about is, oh my god, you're so insecure. Mm. Oh my god, you're so jealous. Like every time when she talks, and I'll just call my friend, I'll be like, oh my god, guess who's jealous again? <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, I'll just say, and then my friend is like, ew, she is just ew. And I'm like, right, she is so ew, I can't stand it. So I'm, like, um, I'm just like, oh my god, let's hang out. And I'll just, I'll just leave. Like I'll just, I just don't want to be there. Yeah. But like I tell myself all the time, you can never control people, yeah. but you can control how you react. Mm. And you can control whether you want to be in that situation or not. Mm. So I tell myself, I don't have to do this. Mm. I don't have to do this, you know. Like, I'm sure a lot of people, they are stuck. Yeah. They feel like, oh, but what to do? I'm living with this person. Yeah. Then get out, you know. Sometimes sometimes it could be their parents, right? Mm. They work hard. Like, I tell um, some of my friends that I know who are in the same situation as me, work hard, get out. Mm. That's the only thing you can do for yourself. Like, Sometimes they do put an input like, oh, you cannot move out. Mm. But you have never supported anything I do in my life. I don't think you have a right to say anything to me. So I, I'm a very stubborn person. I do things that don't make me kill myself, you know? Because mm. I feel like a lot of things make you very suicidal when you're very young. Yeah. So it took a lot to get out of it. Yeah. And because I took a lot to get out, I'll make sure nobody ever puts me there again. And that's when I'm very stern with myself and I will never let anybody make me feel upset. Mm. If I'm upset, I give myself the power to be upset. Mm. Yeah. That's a powerful story. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it was, do you think that it was really that point where you feel like you've had enough of just bullying yourself and you yeah. just don't want to do this anymore and you want to live a better life and, and then you started taking steps to yeah, go because out of it, it? It's okay when people talk shit about you, but it's not okay when you start believing them. Yeah, exactly. And I realized that I was old, I was like 22, 23, mm. and I was believing it. Mm. When I was younger and I was believing it, it was okay because... I was young, you know, you, you don't really know, but having a, like the kind of maturity yeah. and still believing that I'm not good enough, yeah. I'm this, I'm that, and I'm all the negative things that she said, made me realize that, oh my God, this will ruin me, will ruin my relationships, yeah. will ruin my relationships with my friends mm. and everything. So I cannot, it's just one day I just woke up and I'm like, no, you will not bully me anymore. Mm. And I actually talked to my whole family. I, I went off at them. I said, if you're not going to be kinder to me, I don't want to be part of this. Mm. And then they were like, oh, but we we, are, we can have family banter. I say, banter is fine, but not when it attacks. Yeah. I say, if you cannot draw the line, then don't talk to me at all. And they're like, 
oh, then um, what's the point of uh, being a family if you cannot like say this kind of thing? I'm saying, so what you're trying to tell me is what's the point being a family if you can't bully me? Mm. Then after that, they're like, um, then I'm like, yeah, all I'm saying right now is just be kinder to each other. Why is it so hard? Outside is so difficult. I'm living a life that is so difficult. I'm taking risks. Mm. I'm sure at work, you're living a very difficult life. Mm. Why can't we come home to a safe space? Yeah. And my friends were, my boyfriend was right next to me. He was like, oh my God, you're crazy, you're crazy. I'm like, bro, every single, my heart was thumping like crazy. I was, thought I was going to die. But I just like, no girl, you can do this, you can do this. Like my inner girl, my inner child, yeah. the traumatic child was like, come on sister, you can do this, you know? And I was like, okay, I have to get this across for myself. And my parents understood what I meant from that. From that day on, they were so much kinder to me. I feel like they didn't know. They grew up with such a traumatic life that they put it onto their kids. And I don't blame them for it because maybe they were never ever educated on how to not to put it on your kids. Mm-hmm. But you see, I am. And my dad always tell me, you're just very Western the way you think. I say, I'm not Western. I just think that I can think for other people. You know? Yeah. Because they, they have this mindset. Then what about me? I say, I'm tired. I do this and that. Then what about me? I'm not tired, my dad. I say, then you have to find a way to deal with it. You know? Then like, it came to a point like when I wanted to bro- break out with my boyfriend for cheating on me, my mom said, oh, you're weak for leaving a man who cheats on you. I'm like... Okay, if you did not leave a guy that cheated on you, then that's on you. Maybe you were strong enough to be in the same cycle. I wouldn't call it being strong, to be honest. I would call it being stupid, you know. But I'm not going to go through what you went through. And why would you want me to go through the things you went through? And I realized that she wanted me to go through the things that she went was because she wanted me to understand the hardship of her life. But I'm like, no, in life, we write our own journey. I don't have to live your life to understand you. I don't even have to understand you, to be very honest. This is my life. I have to understand what's going on with me. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand that, especially in public, where they try to press on how they feel about certain situation, how hard their life is onto people, just to make people feel like, oh, I finally understand you. But why do you want people to understand you so much? Mm. Why can't you just live your life, you know? Mm. And I feel that if people are not bothered by what other people think of them or what they want other people to think, I think their mind will be a bit more clear. Mm. Yeah. Definitely. There's so much noise out there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ouch. <laughs> Are you overwhelmed right now? <laughs> no, 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 Sorry, I'm fine. fine. Went off topic. No, it's not. No, okay. it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what, what should we talk about next? Uh, <laughs> this is very intense. This is yeah, very I'm intense. I'm sorry, I feel it. <laughs> <laughs> this is an outlet for you now. Yeah. <laughs> Less intense, you should ask her how she started um, becoming an influencer. <laughs> oh, which, which one that my ex, is it? No, it's either... No, how you started becoming influencer? The like, one I went overseas. Overseas uh. and also your cat. Oh, my but, cat is... Yeah, you posted like cat videos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But then the overseas <laughs> one is funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. So how I became an influencer is so funny. So number one was I had like about three, 4,000 followers. How is that an influencer, right? So because I posted me and my cat. I was so obsessed with my cat. Like I posted me and my cat play hide and seek and all that. And... Like, one day I was working at Cotton On, and then this girl was like, oh my god, you're under, right? I love your cat videos. <laughs> and I deleted my Instagram. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> and I was like, I deleted everything. I'm like, oh my god, that was so scary. Because I have anxiety. I was like, how can people recognize me? And I'm the kind of thing, when I'm in my own world, doing my own thing, I will sing and I will smile. I'm, I'm like a crazy person. Because I'm so comfortable with myself. So, like... Like, even when I travel by myself, I will walk and I will sing. And then I will, like, look at people and expect them to continue singing. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is Marvel and I'm the main character. <laughs> yeah, like, with my friends, I'm like that. So my friends are the same kind of energy. So, when I realised that, okay, people are noticing me, it was a unusual energy. So, I was like, 
Bye. <laughs> and then I, one day, me and my friend, we wanted to go to Phuket. And then I was like, oh my god, don't you think it would be so funny if we pretend to be influencers? Because we were like 1,000 in my account. Influencers, nobody, I don't think any of them will ever view my account. And it was like a joke, you know. So wherever we went, it was so funny. When I went to um the massage, I thought the masseuse can take a photo with me. Then after that, I posted, thank you for sponsoring my massage trip. And then I stand in front of my hotel villa, thank you for sponsoring the villa. Thank you for this. I'm like telling my friend, it's so fun. Huh? It's just supposed like this. But people who follow me, no. But I didn't realise that people who are not close to me anymore, like my, my work friends and my, my primary school friends, they were like, Oh my god, Anda became popular. <laughs> and I, like, I even went to a nightclub overseas and I was afraid my parents would find out. So I posted like, oh, thank you, um, what nightclub for making me host your event. <laughs> I'm crazy. But I, I was like, it was so dramatic that I wouldn't think you would believe it. Right. Like, why would me, a random, how old was I, 18 year old, go to Phuket to host a nightclub event? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I posted that like it was so dramatic and funny that I didn't think anybody would believe till one day I was on the bus home and then my friend was like oh my god I didn't know that you're so popular now and I'm like huh and then after that um, a lot of people started talking to me and I went to like Zook once with my friends and then this group of guys took a photo with me because like we, we were just talking talking and they took a group photo but then they posted it and they were like a group of 14 so can you imagine 14 photos of me and oh a group of guys. Gosh. So I was like, if this reaches my parents, I need a backstory, man. So I posted that photo on my page. <laughs> and I said, thank you for coming down for my meet and greet. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take control of the situation. I'm gonna oh my God. Like, shoot change the narrative. Let's <laughs> hope your parents don't hear this part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they won't. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, when I posted that, it was chill for me. For me, I was just trying to hide from my parents. I didn't really think about anybody else. And that's when everyone was like, oh my god, Anda is so popular. She went to meet and greets now. Like she, you know, this, that, this, that. Then I'm just like, huh? <laughs> like I'm just so blurred. And I'm like, then my friend's telling me, then like brands even reached out to me. And they're oh like, my god! Yeah, and they're like, oh, we would like to send you this. Then I was telling my friend, do you know, I wanted to do PR for like a celebrity. Like I want, my dream job is to be a celebrity PR. Mm. Meaning to manage a celebrity. I say, why not I take this chance to see whether I can build myself up? If mm. I can build myself up, I can build anybody up. Mm. You know? And then my friend was like, yeah, just do it. Uh. And then that's where we are today. <laughs> yeah. Fake it till you make yeah, it. Yeah, that really worked for me, man. <laughs> but it was like intention, like not intentionally, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that funny. is so funny. Should we do that for our podcast? Yeah. 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 Thank you for sponsoring. Yeah. 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 Then you can be like touring, the, touring the world, you know? <laughs> yeah, because people will be like, oh my gosh, she's legit. And then they follow. But I didn't think of that. Like I didn't right. think from a consumer point of view because I only think about myself. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay, I don't want to die when I go home what should I do you know <laughs> so I didn't realise that sometimes just being you you will get the attention Um, do you want to talk about web bumps like why you started it and what, like I feel like why I started web bumps okay mm. I initially wanted to start a panty line mm. like La Senza and Victoria's Secret because I felt like I always wear tongs mm. and I get so much shit for it because people are like why you wear slutty underwear then my mother and my dad were like are you a prostitute because you wear like this then I'm like can you see it? <laughs> like, 
do you know what I'm wearing right now? No, right? So, what do you think the world would know? And then, um, I just feel like, okay, the reason I wear thongs is because I've got such a big butt. When I wear a normal underwear, it will go in and it will hurt me. When I wear a thong, I don't feel anything. So, it's comfortable for me. I really wear things for comfort. People are just crazy, you know? So, that's when I realised that maybe I need to change the stigma by educating. But then I realised... I'm a Muslim girl. I cannot start posting my ass or people's ass <laughs> on my page, you know? My dad will kill me. You know, and you can't cover it up anymore. Yeah, and I can't cover it up. So I was like, shit, then maybe let's start with something else that I'm more passionate about, which is um, jeans. Because I don't own a pair of jeans because I cannot find anything in my size in Singapore until I went to Australia and I was telling my friend, oh my God, I actually feel so comfortable having a boyfriend looking at me shocked because... Everything looks so good. It fits so good. Like, I don't look skinnier. It just fits better. Mm. And I'm just like, do you know in Singapore, I just feel so fat when I shop. Like, I think I'm normal size. But because of the way they size their items, you just feel on the fatter side, you mm. know? You don't even feel plus size. You just feel fat, mm. you know? So I'm just like, I want to change this whole experience for people when they shop. Mm. I want to make it known like, you are normal. We have your size. Mm. You are not an awkward like you know that kind of thing like a lot of people is like oh I hate shopping for jeans and all that because nothing fits and mm. I it doesn't complement my body and all that and I felt like changing experience is more important than me pushing a product Yeah. at mm. the end of the day what I want to do is I want you to feel good because when you feel good you look good Yeah. there's no denying that you know mm-hmm. yeah. so I felt like thankfully we have successfully managed to do that like a lot of people tell me they are jean converts like they convert to my brand and they are like happy and all that and yeah it was a bit too fast because I was actually thinking it would grow in a year. Mm. But it grew in like a month. Wow. Like everything finished. Yeah. Like we sold out almost everything in two weeks. Wow. Yeah. And I was like, now what? <laughs> I was like, I didn't plan for this. <laughs> like, I was like, I was going to take it slow. Like slowly release this, release that. Like it was going to be a fun part time by the side. But it escalated and I'm like, huh? <laughs> then I'm like, okay, so means it's real already. I need to sit down. I need to, yeah, that's when the panic starts coming in. It's a good stress. <laughs> and then the list you know, comes the out. Yeah, the yeah. list comes out. He was like, oh my God, I don't know what to do. You know, yeah. what to expand this and that and stuff mm. like that. Yeah, but it's actually just creating a community of people who just know that they are normal. I feel mm. like I don't want you to think that, I don't even want to create a community of like, oh my God, we are bomb, we are gorgeous. No, I just want you to know you are normal. Mm. You know, and this life is like your life. You don't need to bother about what anyone thinks of you. You look fine. Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Do you guys have any other questions to ask? Yeah. No, I remember like, I think, was it last year? Uh-huh. When she was about to launch Bear Bumps, right? And then uh, I was like, I also actually want to launch like an apparel line. But I, I want to do something, but I don't know what I want to do yet. Yeah. And then she just say, go for it. And then she helped, uh, she told me like, apparel like, this is how much it costs, like this is how much you need to save up in order to start and blah blah then like it just got me thinking until today like I can do something it made it easier yeah right? it made it easier yeah. when someone told me like this is how much you need like to in order to start mm-hmm. yeah. yeah like I always tell people so who wanted to start makeup brands I say they're like how much how much I'm like it really depends on what you're passionate about then they're like if anything and that means you're not passionate you're just rebranding and you're reselling mm-hmm. so don't start I'll tell them but if you're somebody like oh I want to start apparel because she wanted to start her handmade kind mm-hmm. so I say start small buy in bulk, remake it, sell it slowly, you know? And then, then it's like, it's very easy as you googling how much you can get the rough idea. I feel like a lot of people, they want to start something, they don't know the cost because they don't know what they want to start. Yeah. If you want to start candles, for example, it's not that hard to google how much jars cost, how much candles cost, 
you put them together. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. But people are always confused how much it costs because they think about, oh, if I want to expand my candle, if I want to do this, if I want to do uh, essential oils, if I want to do this and that, sit down, do one thing at a time. Like for me, my jeans are not perfect, let's say. Like I cannot find the perfect button. I cannot find the perfect zip. I cannot find the perfect thread. And this advice was told to me by my friend. You can change everything along the way when you have the budget. But if you don't release something, you will never be able to change it. So that's when I realized, I'm just going to do it. Like, out of the 10 designs, I only like this three. I released only these three. Yeah, and I worked on it and all that. And I realized that, see, now I have the budget to do what I want. The other seven that I didn't like, now I have the budget to like them, to change them, to like them. Yeah. Yeah. Just start. Yeah, that's the thing. Because <laughs> we, we actually, all three of us, like, really, like, we have this business mindset. We want to always do something, right? Yeah. But we... Uh, always like at the back of our mind is like we are afraid like what's gonna happen but what are you afraid of like you sit down and you ask yourself what are you afraid of not making then aren't you just afraid of validation yeah you know true. yeah because like I say once you take away that need to impress other people you will really just do things for yourself like I tell my friends Instagram can delete my uh, account right and then who am I you know so my friends will be like yeah what will you do if they delete I say of course, I will be like, fuck, you know? <laughs> but how do I pick myself up after that? Who am I as a person? How do I get back into the normal life, yeah. right? I feel like if I put myself there, like, to be honest, an influencer losing a job is the same as another doctor losing their job, same as a teacher losing his job. You lost something. How do you get back on your own two feet? Mm-hmm. Like, am I embarrassed to work retail? No, because what am I embarrassed of? Mm-hmm. People talking about me. Why? I'm creating an honest living. Shouldn't you be ashamed of talking about me? Somebody who's creating like a halal way of living. That's how I see it. Like, I told them, and wear bums. I could do something wrong or something could happen and I could lose this whole business as fast as I grew it, you know. Then what does that leave me with? It just leaves me with another business idea. Another this, another that. It's the point where people fail and they don't try again and that's when they'll never make it. I realise with all these rich people that I hear, you surround yourself with the five people that you're close to. I make three of them random rich people on the internet. Mm. Do you know that listening to them, you're also surrounding yourself with their energy, right? Mm. So, they always say, their business ideas never work. It doesn't mean like, uh, web bombs will not work out. It might not work out, but then you rebrand it. Yeah. You fix it. You know, they say, the first one will always be there, but it's never the one that made them made it. Mm. And that's when I realised, I will never reach the made it if I don't make the mistake. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, they just want to reach the mid They don't want to fail. But you learn so much when you fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I also get like uh, business uh, questions. Like, how do you keep going? Like, let's say, how do you know how to improve your product or your packaging? I say, when you want to improve something, why? Why do you want to improve it? And they're like, if your answer is, oh, because I feel like uh, it makes it cuts my profit or like it, it gives me more profit or this and that. If it's anything about money, don't improve it. If it's anything about you gaining money, don't need to improve, just sell more. But if it's something about improving consumers' experience and relationship, put the money in and invest in that. I feel like why Webums is Webums is because, um, like again, my rich friend told me uh, how every day when he wakes up and he sits down, he asks himself, how do I make the person buying my item happier with every purchase? Mm-hmm. Not, how do I be happier with every purchase? Mm-hmm. Because automatically, when my consumers are happy, I am happy. Mm-hmm. 
So I should focus on that, not this. Because if this happy, that cannot be happy, you know? But if my consumer is happy, by automatic, you will be happy. Mm. So every day you wake up and when I sit down, I will sit down with my intent and I'll be like, okay, how do we make it better? You know? Um, do we need this? So what I do is, I take away expensive packaging, but the same money, I put in free gifts. Mm. You know? I say, would you be happier opening a box or would you be happier opening a polymailer with something you can use? Mm. You know? So that's when I started putting everything down and all that. And we are still, we still want to make everything better. Mm. Yeah, so I feel like that's, that's so important as a brand owner. But if you're a reseller, of course you won't think of that. So that's why I say, if you're a reseller, don't come to me. Your job is very easy, just resell. But if you're a brand owner, that's when I can advise you. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of An Open Invitation. We know that life can feel very lonely. And we hope that through these conversations, you will be able to find some comfort in knowing that many others feel the same way. Join us next week as we delve into the thoughts of someone new. You can find us on AOIPodSG on Instagram or Twitter. That is AOIPODSG. We are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts.